Ever since we've had video games, there have been concerns about the impact on our children. Oh, they're playing too much. Oh, they're not going outside. It's not teaching them anything. I mean, I heard that when I was a kid playing video games. So I think we know now that there are skills that kids can learn and benefit from with some video games. But that doesn't mean that there are not legitimate concerns here, too. Take, for instance, the stories about the online game Roblox. It is incredibly popular, but there are questions. Is it teaching kids valuable STEM skills or is it taking advantage of them by all of the in-game purchases that kids make when using it? Navas Bednar is an executive director of public policy and digital society at McMaster University and joins us now to talk about this. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Good morning. So what are the concerns in a game like Roblox? One of the leading concerns with a game like Roblox is that there's this really blurry line between playing the game and building the game because it's kind of an infinite universe. So you mentioned STEM skills, right? You could sort of uh, say that as, as young people play and they're kind of adding to the game and creating little universes and, and, and gameplay uh, that it's very kind of constructive and informative and it is skill building. On the other hand, they're creating a form of value that the company benefits from. Now, there's kind of a micro currency called Robux. I can't really say pronounce these words very well. So you could also argue that like in this little way, almost like we get uh, compensated by loyalty programs, they're sort of being compensated for this work. But again, the core question is what's work and what's play? And are we normalizing kind of free labor uh, from children in these virtual worlds and dressing it up as play. That's, I think, a really tricky but important question to ask here. Right, because if the video game is reliant upon these kids playing the game as part of their economic model, uh, that that's different than having adults doing it, isn't it? It is. It is. Now, they're not kind of creating the core, you know, structure of the game, um, but we also, you know, there are other policy questions that, that people raise around uh, addictiveness, you know, all sorts of games and social media being designed in ways to kind of hold and absorb our attention. And with this game in particular, we've heard, you know, of course, outlier stories, but of young people, you know, who maybe have trouble sleeping at night or don't sleep at night because they are so locked into playing, etc. So, that's probably not that new in, in the in the world and kind of our, our history of kind of fretting about video games. But I think the way we soft regulate video games tends to be related to violence, right? We sort of tier what's, you know, acceptable by ages. And now the question we have to ask, I think, is about labor and play and where that line is and what's appropriate and what's not. That's a good point, because I think a lot of parents seeing that would say, oh, that's perfectly fine. They're not playing a violent video game. Which, you know, and that's parental, that's a parental decision and and parental discretion. I think, you know, it's also delicate to criticize the game in and of itself. No one wants to be seen as questioning those, that parental oversight and parental decisions. You know, it's, it's a source of joy. It's, it's interesting, there's excitement, there's friendship, and there's, again, some skill building. All of those things are wonderfully, wonderfully positive. It's just that question of, you know, also like 
social media influencers, right? We ask people to create and create and create and contribute this content. And the remuneration is paltry kind of if at all. So if children, if players are really creating so much value in this game, should they be, should that be recognized in a different way uh, than it is now? Right. Is there any way for even determining that, though, Vast, to determine how much money uh, they're making off of kids playing? I don't know how they would determine. I mean, they could do kind of, I guess, proportion of the game that's created by others. Um, I sort of did this analysis on my blog last year. It might have been two years ago now. I'm so hazy on time. But I looked at existing laws related to child labor right? Provincial laws, uh, global global laws, and how we're defining work. And I think that some of what takes place in these video game contexts could be construed as work. Now, if the work aspect of playing the game is optional, maybe that's something different, right? If you can play the game without building part of the universe, and you can just navigate and kind of go around, maybe that's kind of a dimension to care about here. But I also think the macro element is When these digital regulation questions come up in a children's context and a gaming context, we might discount them because it seems either playful or minimized or, again, like a space that is kind of softly, gently regulated. Plus, there's a lot of eyes on that street, right? Hmm. Parents, players are thinking about it. But I think we could think about it more. Okay, so then what do parents need to know here? I think parents need to know about that relationship between contributing to the game and receiving the the Roblox and those, you know, that how that money is used within the game to uh, purchase, you know, little game add-ons, rewards, etc. So again, if young people are being incentivized to build in order to play. Um, then that is a relationship we need to be thinking about. And maybe it's about having a conversation about and making sure um, that we're not normalizing, again, what could be construed as free labor. Hmm, Interesting. Vass, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for chatting with me. That's Vass Bednar, Executive Director of Public Policy in Digital Society at McMaster University, raising important concerns there for parents. I think if we, we, we look at the game the kids are playing and, oh, it's just a building game, that's good. Yeah, they should just keep doing it. But maybe we all need to kind of sit down and spend some time playing that game just to see how it works and exactly what is going on there.